Harriet Kamek, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're continuing our series examining how God is speaking to the shepherds and how the responsibilities that the shepherds have towards the people, how God is directing that response, and what does he have to say to those who are left. So today we're going to talk about the remnant. And we're examining Haggai, Haggai chapter 2. Remember last week we talked about Haggai? He's one of the 12 minor prophets in the Old Testament. Not a well-known guy, but he lived around 529 BCE. So he was important enough that God used him to speak to the governor of, of Judah at the time. Judah being one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So you can completely relate. And in the context of who we are, let me just hasten to point out that we are Judeo-Christians. So we believe in the Bible, the whole Bible. We believe in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Judeo-Christians meaning originating from Judaism. And when Jesus came, Jesus came out of Judaism and became Christian. So let's just put that into perspective. Now, For many of us, especially here in in America, I can't speak for the rest of the world, we have seen examples of people who say they're Christian. They have acted a bit out of pocket, as my kids would say. They don't seem to display the very tenets of what Jesus stood for. Let me just help us all out and remind us that Jesus said to love one another. He said, this one command I leave you, that you love one another as God, as Christ, so loves the church. Jesus said, love one another. So that means whether I disagree with you or not, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're Confucius, whether you're confused, whoever you are, Jesus said, love one another. So having put that into perspective, let's go back into Haggai chapter two, which is where we find ourselves this week. As God is continuing to speak to us today, he already spoke to the people who lived in, in, in Judah at that time through Zerubbabel, through Haggai the prophet who went to Zerubbabel the leader. It makes you wonder today then, who is speaking to the leaders of our world today? Who is speaking to our city leaders, our local municipal leaders? Who is speaking to our regional leaders? And who is speaking to our federal leaders? It makes you wonder who do they take their instruction from? I imagine that they're surrounded by a council of learned people on the economy, on science, technology, on social issues, the issues that impact us. I imagine they have that, but I have to ask the question. So where do they get their spiritual instruction from? Having listened to everybody, who are you listening to? So today we're going to talk about the remnant and we're examining Haggai chapter two. But before I do that, I just quickly want to reintroduce myself. If this is your first time watching Down to Earth, or if this is your first time listening to us on this podcast platform, I want to thank you so much for your support. I'm Harriet Kamek. I'm an author and speaker. I'm also the founder of the Exodus Foundation. It's an organization through which we provide services to women in our community. So go to our website, theexodusfoundation.com, and you will find how you can help us to erase trafficking. Human trafficking is an ill and is modern day slavery. 
So help us to provide services to women who find themselves disadvantaged as a result of their victimhood. Amen. Amen. Thank you in advance for your support. Our information will be running on the screen so you'll be able to find more about us where we are. We're based here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. For the time being, I don't know. Well, let's keep it moving. We're based here in Michigan, so you'll find more information about us at exodusfoundation.com. The exodusfoundation.com. Amen. Amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to Haggai chapter 2. And I don't have much time with you today, so we're going to make and maximize the time as much as possible. It's Haggai chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 1. Uh, it's quite the, the, the information there that we have. And I want to make sure that we uh, know where our instructions come from. So Haggai chapter 2. So Haggai is in the Old Testament of the Bible. After Zephaniah, after Ezekiel, Daniel, after all the major prophets, right? So the Old Testament. And Haggai chapter 2. Last week we read from Haggai chapter 1 that contains specific instructions for shepherds. And the previous weeks, we read about instructions to the shepherds on what God's command to them is. So this week, we're going to examine who God is speaking to. He's speaking to those who will be left. Those who are left after the shepherds, the foolish shepherds have been evacuated after God has removed them and removed their pillars of success that had nothing to do with the house of God. So turn with me in your Bibles, Haggai chapter 2. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. So I'm using an iPad, yeah? So there is an app on my iPad called the Bible. I encourage you to download it to your device as well. You'll find it very, very comforting and easy to access. So Haggai chapter 2, we're reading verse 1. Listen to what it says. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month. So you say, Harriet, what's the significance of that? Well... So often you hear people talk about the Bible and they say the Bible is a book of myth and the Bible is a book of stories. Well, do stories really tell you about the seventh month on the 21st day? It's important for this because the record has to be clear because this conversation that Haggai is having and these instructions he's receiving were directed to him to give to the children of Israel who had just come back from captivity. They spent 70 years in captivity. So a lot of the people in Haggai's audience had what? They had lived before the captivity, right? And they knew the captivity. And now that they have come out of it, they have living what is called living memory, of it. So the Bible here is very specific because it's a specific place and time. I don't know about many mythological stories that we might read of in philosophy that was specific about the seventh month and the 21st of the month. I don't know about that. But suffice it to say, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying in in verse 2 of chapter 2 of Haggai, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel. Uh, In those days, people were known as the son of, the daughter of. So your father's name, into some cultures even now, you are still known, you still carry a part of your name, identifies you as being the son of or the daughter of so-and-so. This still continues even to today. Sometimes I wonder about us here in Western culture who we seem to want to be disconnected from the past. And he says, speak now to Zerubbabel, who was the governor of Judah, right? And to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, again, 
the high priest and to the remnant of the people saying, who is left among you who saw the temple in its former glory? Listen carefully. Listen very carefully. We're in verse three now. And how do you see it now in comparison with it? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? God is speaking. Hold on. You're going to get it. Yet now be strong Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong Joshua. So don't be dismayed because those among you who saw the former glory of the temple, because he says, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Sabaoth, right there. The Lord of hosts, the Lord of all the hosts, the God of angels, the God of the whole earth, the God who controls the stars, the sun, the moon, the God who controls Saturn and Venus and Pluto and Mars, the God who controls the moon and the sun and makes sure the sun does not shine too much on the earth to burn the earth up and the moon does not affect the water so the waters come over the land. That God, the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you, this is key. God is a God of covenant when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. God is the God of Egypt. We're going to talk about this some more. Hold on. Hold on. We're getting there. For thus says the Lord of hosts once more. It is a little while. I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. I will shake all nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fulfill, fill this temple with my glory. Now, what is the shaking? Whenever the Bible here references the shaking, I'm going to give you some key examples of when God shook the earth. Okay, so when the children of Israel were ready to come out of Egypt, I'm speaking to you right now, you're ready to come out of the situation you're in. What did God do? He shook the earth, parted the Red Sea, made the sea like walls, so the people walked through the sea on dry land. That even Pharaoh himself and his whole army went onto the dry land that the sea had become and walked through there. And then God released the water back and covered him up. What does that tell you? All your enemies, all the stuff that is coming against you, you're going to look behind you and you're not going to see it anymore. God is going to cover it all. He's going to remove you and he's going to part the Red Sea. That place where you are that is telling you nothing can't be done, that it won't be done, it won't be. God is going to part the Red Sea because what does the scripture say? He's going to what? Shake the heavens and the earth and make the sea like dry land. Whatever it is that is coming against you, Lord help me this morning. Whatever it is that is coming against you, God is going to make it what? Like dry land. And he says again, the other time when the earth shook was when, say it, you know it, on Mount Sinai. When Moses went up to Sinai and God gave him what? The Ten Commandments. Doesn't the Bible not say he shook the earth? And what happened when he shook the earth? Lightnings and thunder and bolts of lightning. And he told Moses, close your eyes because my glory is going to pass by you. And if you see me, you will surely die. So Moses turned his head away so he didn't dare see the glory of God. God shook the earth. All right. When was the one other time when he shook the earth? Let's cross over into the New Testament. When was that? When Jesus was on the cross. What happened? The Bible says that he shook the earth and the thunder and the lightning and the lights went out. God is here to tell you today, your lights are not going to go out. Whatever it is that you're going through, your lights are not going to go out. 
God is going to keep you. He's going to make that place where you are. He's going to make the sea. You're standing over here on the banks of the river and you're looking at your destiny over there. God is going to level the playground and level that sea that is preventing you, that seems to be hindering you from going over. God is going to part that water and he's going to part that sea and you're going to go through on dry land. The Lord says in verse 8, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. So all the money in the world belongs to God. I know they have in your country, in my country, they have different people on the money. But God has, he owns it all because he owns in Psalm 24. What does it tell us? The world and they that dwell therein. But check this out in verse 9. He says, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word for you today. So when you get to your destiny and when you get over there, don't look back. Don't be like, like Lot's wife and look back. Don't look back and say, well, what I had over there was better than what I have now. Don't look at that. The Lord is telling you right here that the glory of the former, the glory of the current one is going to be greater than the one that is past. Listen to the word of the Lord. And on the 24th day of the ninth month and the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Now ask the priest concerning the law. If one carries holy meat in the fold of his garment and with the edge he touches bread or stew, wine or oil, will the food become holy? No. So the Lord says, so Haggai said, If one who is unclean because of a dead body touches any of these, will it be unclean? So the priest said, it shall be unclean. Then Haggai said, so is this people. And so is the nation before me, says the Lord. And so is every work of their hands and what they offer is unclean. The analogy here, like anybody who knows a mortician, today they use all kinds of stuff. We won't go into that. But uh, if they touch an unclean body, that makes them unclean, right? See, in the Old Testament, God was, uh, it was huge to him to be clean and unclean. The relevance of it today is this. See, Many of you are shepherds. You're called to lead the people. Lead the people to God. I'm speaking specifically to shepherds who are called to lead the people to God. There are certain things you're supposed to do and certain ways of life that you're supposed to live. You can't straddle the fence. You can't be one foot over here in the world and one foot over there in God's kingdom. If you know that you are supposed to be the shepherd who delivers the word to the people, on a Saturday evening should not find you commiserating with your homies and your bros and your friends, drinking wine and supping up and acting like tomorrow morning you don't have to put on holy robes. What God is telling you, those holy robes are not clean because you are not clean. You have to separate yourself at a certain point. It's like the CEO of the company. Part of the problem we have today is everybody just mix up, mix up, mix up, mix up, mix up. And everybody is so mixed up and mixed up that we don't have any more division. So there is no reverence or there is no, how shall we say, no respect for anything. How are you going to be a caller of God? I've come to tell the people that to live a certain way when the people know that you are living the same way with them. If you are hanging out when you're supposed to be in the word of God studying. When you are supposed to be on your feet, how are you going to know what to come and tell the people when you are participating in it? You are unclean. So if you touch the unclean stuff, then you are already unclean. So now you need grace as it puts forth in the New Testament by the work of Jesus Christ and the life of Christ to become clean. So what are we doing here, people? 
Why are we continuing now? The reason we have so much stuff going on in the world is because the people don't have anybody to go to. Because the people who are supposed to lead us, the shepherds and the prophets, they're mixing up with the rest of us. They're mixing up with everything. So now they can't come and tell us that, you know, this is coming. So watch yourself. This is coming. Don't do that. So when they stand up before you, they fail to do what they're supposed to do. So they tell you, be kind, be nice, be sweet. And they bring you this motivational speech that tickles your emotions, but it doesn't affect your fundamentals. By Tuesday, you start wondering if God even lives. By Wednesday, you're out of it completely thinking God even lives. And so by Friday, it's over. You don't even want to go to church on Sunday because nothing that the man said who just took 10% of your money ever worked out. That's because when they're supposed to be separating from one another, they're not. I don't have much time today. I only have a few more minutes. So let's because we wrap up in just a bit. I know carefully consider from this day forward. Since those days when one came to a heap of 20 ephahs, and the Lord here is instructing the people from the 24th day of the nine months that the foundation of the temple was, was laid, was, it, was the seed still in the barn? But here's what I want us to come to. We're coming to the focus. And the word again, the word of the Lord came to Haggai saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, saying, I will shake heaven and earth. I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overthrow the chariots and those who ride in them. Listen, all you riding around in your various uh, carriages, the horses and the riders. Let me just stop right there because it just occurred to me. A lot of you are riding around and you're doing things you're not supposed to do. And you call yourself leader of the people. You call yourself a shepherd and you're leading the people. And you're riding around doing things in your vehicles that your wives and your family members don't know about. You're going to be exposed. So watch that. It's going to come up and you're going to find yourself one day going viral because of what you won't listen to the word of the Lord. Because the Lord is saying here, he's going to cause the horses and their riders to come down and he's going to shake the heavens of the earth. In that day, says the Lord of hosts. In verse 23, I will take you Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Sheltiel, and I will make you this assignate ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we decrease so that you might increase. And may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight. O Lord, my strength and redeemer. We pray for those who are mourning that you will comfort them. We pray for those who need provision that you will provide. We pray right now for the sick and the shut-in that you will be Jehovah Rapha. We pray for peace that you will be Jehovah Shalom in us. And we pray that you will be Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, who come to encourage your people to stand about us, round about us, and buttress us up. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is so. In Jesus' name. Now, this I found this to be interesting because I found so many analogies to how we live today. And maybe I don't have enough time today. I may have to come back and break this down another day. But suffice it to say, this is the, what the takeaway from this. The people who are the shepherds, who are supposed to come to us and tell us, thus saith the Lord, again, God is speaking to you. He is going to help you. He has already told you how he's going to do it. He's going to shake the kingdoms of the world. He's going to shake the earth. And whatever is left is the remnant. So are you going to be part of the remnant? He is going to do that. But what he wants the people to know is that he's going to, he loves you anyhow. And he's going to overthrow the thrones, the thrones of kingdoms. Some of you really have created kingdoms out of your ministries. 
Your ministry was supposed to do what? Be a ministry of help to the people. That means humble yourselves before the mighty hand of God. But instead, you took it upon yourself and strut across the stage as if you are God and God alone. Nobody's telling you not to have confidence. That's not what this is about. What it is about is humbling yourself before God doesn't necessarily mean that we wear clothing that is torn and tattered. No, humbling ourselves before God means what? That you put yourself under the mighty hand of God for him to lead you and instruct you. Whatever he tells you to do, that's what you do. Whatever he tells you to say, that's what you say. If he tells you separate yourself from that one, what do you do? Separate yourself from that one. If he tells you don't hang out with those people over there, Harriet, what do you do? Don't hang out with those people over there. If he says now is the time, it is 7 p.m. in the evening, go get down on your knees and pray. What do you do? Everybody else is up watching whatever they're watching and carrying on what is Harriet doing she I learned a long time ago I go sit down and I pray and when I'm done praying the Lord releases me to go do what I want to do we have to come to this place where we understand that the shaking the earth is about to be shaken we currently are shaking right now because climate change has us all crazy I mean Los Angeles seeing snow uh, not so cool at all right? So the earth as it is, is torn up from the ground up. America right now is in the mix. God is shaking and tearing our country because he has to establish his kingdom. If you are in your life right now, you are saying to yourself, wow, but that sounds like me, Harriet. I mean, everything around my life is being torn up. Yes. When God comes to you and starts shaking and tearing up the kingdoms of your life, that means he's going to set it all right. It was me. I can't talk about you. It was me. Just a few years ago, a dozen or so, more than a dozen years ago, it was me. I was living my life. Yes, my ex-husband was beating me up, but I liked the life that I was living. Let's just be clear. And God came and said, separate yourself from this lifestyle because I cannot and will not work with you in this lifestyle. This is a word for the shepherds. The work that you're doing right now, that you're priding yourself on, and you're always on TV, and everybody's bishop, pastor, apostle, no, nah, no. Nah. God is saying, separate yourself. He is not with you. And if you want him to be with you, you're going to have to what? Step aside because he's about to do what? Shake the earth. America. God is going to shake us up. We have totally lost it. We have no love one towards another. I don't know that we really ever did because we enslaved people 400 years ago and did that partially and did that through segregation and Jim Crow and still believe that we should. So now we're going to call a national day of hate against the Jews. Seriously? So it's going to be a national day of hate against the blacks, the Latinos, a national day of hate against women, a national day of hate against children. God is going to shake us up. If the other preachers are not telling you, I am telling you, if they're preaching you a feel good message to make you go and lay down because you want to sleep and not think about it. I'm sorry. I'm not the one. God is going to shake us up and the shaking is coming because God is what? Displeased with what we are doing. The Bible says right here in Haggai chapter two, maybe this is the conclusion of the message to the shepherds. I have been speaking on this for approximately four weeks now. So go to harrietcamick.com or go to my podcast page on various podcast platforms, as well as you go to all these previous messages that you have been watching on various stations so you can get the full picture of what we're saying. This is a message for the shepherds. If you are one of them, listen, 
God is going to shake up your kingdom. But he's telling you that if you have repented, if you have turned your mind to him, he's with you. But if not, you're going to be part of the people who are left behind. So my question to you is, who will you be with? Are you going to be the remnant who rebuilds the temple? Are you going to be like the people who went to Zerubbabel and said, we have to rebuild the kingdom. We have to rebuild the temple, but we want a temple that is like the glory of the kingdom path. No, we cannot look behind. This time when God comes to you, this time when God comes and delivers you, do not look behind. Do not be like Lot's wife. Forget the past. Put it in the past. Put it way behind you. Focus in on what the Lord God has to say. I'm going to pray for you real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray this message reaches someone in the intensity and with the gravity that it should reach them. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you bring illumination and clarity to the people. I pray that you heal someone this week, provide for someone this week, and in the name of Jesus. We rest it all with you in Jesus' name. Heal somebody right now. Provide and be a comfort to those who mourn. In Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed, everybody.